Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will discuss a topic that you do not want to miss. Your hosts today are experienced coaches, speakers and trainers from Have the Edge. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. Well, a question I asked myself long ago, if I can't lead myself, why should anyone trust me to lead them? So this question spurred me out to, to really learn about leadership and to examine why I do what I do. And here's what I learned. I've learned that Leading really has three elements to it, and they are clarity, integrity, and courage. We're really only going to have time to talk about clarity today. I think we can all agree that clarity is important, can't we? But what is it that a leader needs to be clear about anyway? Here's what it is. A leader needs to be clear about who he is, what she's trying to get the team to achieve, and the rules that define the playing field. Now, I think we all know that some of the playing field parameters are, are really out of the leader's control, don't we? For example, the economy, the marketplace, politics, the government regulations, those are things that are generally outside the leader's ability to affect. On the other hand, things like values, mission, goals, and the behaviors or ethics that we'll demonstrate are totally within the leader's ability to control. We're going to talk about the role of the four personality profiles that are part of the DISC model, namely dominant, inspiring, supportive, and the cautious styles. Now, it's important to remember that each of us have some of all of those traits, but typically one or two are stronger in us than the others. There are no good or bad traits. There are no right or wrong traits. Each has its own strengths. Each of those strengths, though, if the leader lets them get out of control, can have a negative effect on the team. So it's vital for the leader to recognize when that's happening. It's important for a leader to know what his or her natural trait is and to understand really enough about the others to recognize the other team members' dominant traits. Never to be manipulative, but always to strengthen communication, speaking to others at ways that most strongly resonate with them. One of my mentors talks about what he calls the law of the lid. And in short, this law says that any, anyone's leadership ability determines that person's level of effectiveness. For example, if your leadership skill is a six on a 10 point scale, your effectiveness will hover around six. You know, with tremendous effort on improving your technical ability, you might get to a seven, but with a stronger emphasis and a stronger focus on improving your leadership skills, there's really no reason why you can't move to an eight or a nine or even a 10. One important way to improve leadership skills is to understand your personality style and to adjust when necessary to communicate to your team members who have different personality styles. And with that, let me take a moment just to introduce Alejandro, who is, uh, who is an incredible, incredibly personable person who, uh, who has, uh, uh, he's, you'll notice, 
He's an influencer right from the word go. So Alejandro, let me uh, turn this over to you. Well, thank you very much, Rick. And uh, uh, what I would like to uh, share with you is um, the uh, use of a disc personality styles, I mean, for team building. Now, uh, Rick and Anna, uh, you know that building and leading highly performing teams is one of the most challenging and yet rewarding activities that leaders can do to maximize the human assets that any business or organization possesses. I want to define a high performing team as one that is diverse in their capabilities and aligned in their intention to achieve the same goals. Working well in a team uh, means navigating the relationships between team members in a way that pushes the team forward. Now, I want to share a short quote by Dr. Sandy Culkin that says, where there is an agreement, there is power. You see, teams that are united by a common understanding of each other's communication preferences, workplace styles, and use the strengths of each member in a balanced way are the teams who not only know how to work together, but are most effective and successful in doing so. Now, if your team seems to be stuck in the storming phase, the leader can use DISC styles as a valuable tool to communicate with team members more effectively. Uh, he or she can better relate to them, appreciate their strengths and what they bring to the team and be better equipped to help them in their professional development. Now, there are five key elements common to all effective teams. Trust, communication, common goals, mutual respect, and tolerance. Each one of these key elements to effective teams requires the leader to know the personality style, natural team role, values and behavioral attitudes of the leader and the team members. Now the DISC personality styles provide a framework with which to better understand the motivations of, and preferences of each individual in the team, enabling to navigate the team's dynamics much better, helping the team members to make consistent progress and move any project to a successful conclusion. And I think that now that we know how to build teams and how to use DISC, I will uh, let Anna just uh, give us an understanding on how to use it to communicate with prospects. So as you guys would agree, we all communicate from our own behavioral preference, including when we're pitching our business to another business owner or business. And unfortunately, if you are on the opposite side of the disc spectrum and you're communicating your business and your product to somebody who's on the other side of the disc spectrum, most likely it doesn't matter how good your product is, they're not going to want to buy it from you because you're gonna clash instead of clicking. So let me give you an actual example. I'm a very high C. If a very high I would send me an email from their point of view, from their behavioral preference, 
probably with an emoji somewhere there with a little smile spelling never mind i'll probably not go further than the first line and that could even possibly be a subject line okay and that's what i mean and equally uh, if my personality style which is very methodical very precise will send a lengthy email with lots of detailed information to a style which is high i they will probably not get past the first paragraph because they will get bored. So that demonstrates to you the importance of understanding the other's behavioral style and not just your own when you're prospecting. And the same stuff happens to people who are very high D personality styles and they communicate with a very high S personality styles. There are clashes there as well because these very direct. They want to find out information really quickly. They don't like lots of details and they do everything quickly because they've got places to go, people to see things to do. And now our lovely S-style personality style, they like to take things slow. They like to test the water before they leap in. They like to think things through so you can see how the frustration could happen. Um, and not just in teams, which Alejandro talked about, but when you're actually pitching the business, if a high S pitches business to a very high D, high D is probably looking at the high S personality style and thinking, oh my God, what are you actually, get to the point, get to the chase, get to the point, because what they want to know is how you're going to add to the bottom line. So that's why it's so important to understand other people's personality styles and, and, and disbehavioral preferences. Because when you do, you could actually start communicating, not just from your own behavioral perspective, but actually adapt your behavior so that you, instead of clashing, you can click with the prospect and your business idea will have much higher chance of being bought into. And that's so important. That's such a huge part of rapport um, building skills. In fact, that's advanced rapport building skills. And if you're prospecting out there, if you're communicating with others, it's absolutely invaluable. But that's it from us. So I hope you enjoyed this um, information-packed piece on DISC. Have a fantastic day. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye for now. So long. Bye-bye. To discuss this training and profiling services with us, drop us an email to info at havetheedge.org. Thank you for listening to Have the Edge podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.